Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Hallmark this morning is not your story. And the reality of life today and many of the realities of your 2021 was that it was not rainbows and butterflies. You know, the problem with life is that we experience pain and trials. Some of these are our fault. When you punch a door, you may break your hand. That's part of life. You get frustrated. You do something dumb. You drive drunk. You get nailed, as the old billboard would say thrown in prison for things that you do when intoxicated. Some things that we experience are our our faults. Anybody ever make a mistake last year? A few of you? All right, the rest of you, you're on a great track. But the problem, again, with life is it's not just cause and effect of ourselves. One of the most frustrating things that I encounter as I counsel people is that they have to work through other people's doo-doo. Other people's selfishness. Other people's pain. It's despicable to me what, what people put their families through. I mean, how selfish can you be? How, how egotistical, how narrow-minded can you be to talk down to a child till they're from when they're young? But many of you, you grew up in a home being verbally damaged by someone. Pain caused from somebody else. Others of you, it was the decision-making of others that led to your abandonment, that led to your pain. And here we see a, a, a young man named David. He didn't do anything to deserve this outcome. David didn't, you know, uh, uh, go off and lure in the giant and next thing you know, they're... No, listen, David was off in Bethlehem. He's just dealing with the sheep. He's got enough poop to deal with. With them. That was a pun. And so there he is, and he's with his sheep, and he's just minding his own business. And the next thing you know, out of nowhere, dun, 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 here comes the giant. It's a lot like some of your pain this morning. It's a lot like some of our trials that we face. It's just not your fault. It's not that you wanted it, but now you've got to deal with it. Type 3 pain, as I preach then, would be unexplainable pain. Out of nowhere, sickness can be like this. Out of nowhere, killing someone that you love. Tragedy, financial collapse coming out of nowhere. It's not that you wanted it. It's not that anyone did it. It's just that it seemed to happen. And this is not hallmark, but this is part of life. Now that's just pain in the present, but the dilemma that we face even as Christians this morning is it's not just past or present things that we go through. The four-letter word that can capture you in uselessness is regarding your future. When I talk about fear this morning, I'm not talking about what you used to be afraid of or even what you're afraid of right now in the moment. What if the pastor has me stand up and read a scripture? That would be maybe a fear that you could have in church. What if I embarrass myself, etc.? No, that's present. But listen, this is what fear does. Fear is all about your future. 
What happens when? What will I do? How will this work? Three questions that likely are horrifying to many of you in the room this morning. And none of these involve now. Not just the pain you face now, but fear is this lingering cloud forecasting your doom in the future. The word of God shows us the insane realities then of what goes through our mind while we are frozen in fear. There is reality to this worst case scenario as we immerse ourselves in life and things that terrify us. Let's examine the problems that we face and their potentials. What we see is hard to ignore. And, and I just say this morning, some of you, the giant of fear in your life, the problem is it has legitimacy. There is a chance that your entire family dies in a car accident, for example. And so therefore, that, that could be something that plagues us. Many of you, it's less dark than that. But it's just as doomy. What does Goliath say? You know, your fear talks this morning. Are you listening? What, what would it mean? What, what does it come to taunt you? And what are its character traits? I've got three for us this morning from the Word of God. First of all, what the giant in the mirror, fear, is saying to you is that it's you against him. Fight to the death. Verse 3, the, uh, the Philistines stood on one side of the valley, and Israel stood on the other side with the valley between them. This is how many people view their problem in life. Me, nothing, and them. And it's just to the death. And Goliath is there, and the Bible says nothing but a valley was between Goliath and an entire terrified nation. All of whom thinking in their brains, this is an unavoidable conflict. I have no other option. I'm just doomed to face it. This is just an inevitable, all-or-nothing result. And you got to understand this morning that this is what Goliath is saying to you. You cannot help it. You are going to get divorced. It doesn't matter what you do. You are going to die alone. It doesn't matter what you do. You are going to have people abandon you. It's inevitable. Don't you understand, Pee-wee, says Goliath. And there he is, and he's taunting. And what is so terrifying is there's no other option between you and fear. It's just going to happen. Goliath says that your child will inevitably perish. That, that pain that you feel, it is cancer. That where your mind's at, it will never change. It's inevitable. You're stuck, us, against them. Goliath says that your worst fear is coming for you. And the problem is you don't even have a say in that matter. What else is Goliath saying? Well, we understand from the text that fear is an armored issue. But what that means to us is it's prepared for an expensive battle. Verse 5 describes the armor. He had a bronze helmet. He was armed with a coat of chain mail. He had uh, a bronze armor on his legs. He had a spear. These were things that traits of Goliath. What, what would that mean? This wasn't just describing his outfit of the day. He, he didn't put that on Instagram, I don't think. You know, it, then again, Goliath maybe had a TikTok. He probably did. I, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one because that's how... Um, anyways, it's describing what he was wearing for an extensive battle. 
What does that mean to us? Well, what our fear tells us is that we are in for a long, terrible demise. A slow and painful death for us. What we fear is armed and dangerous. Our fear in our minds, it's going to defend against any hope that we have. I've tried to counsel with people that are struck by fear in many areas. And instead of seeing the truth, all they ever see is the fear defense mechanism. Let me tell you this morning, your fear is armored. Are you? It's ready to defend against any reason, any truth, any hope that you have. And it stares you in the face and says, come on, let's go. It's got reasons. It's got excuses. But not only defense, listen, fear is grippingly assaulting to our minds. It's extraordinarily aggressive. And it's ready. It's got, the Bible says he had a spear, this long weaver's beam. That is a massive piece of wood. That was just his spear. That wasn't used to eat sushi with, my friend. What Goliath's reputation was, was that not only could he defend himself, he was coming for you. And he taunts an entire country of strong men and women, and he says, let's go. And by the way, when I win, you're my slave. Fear this morning is relentlessly assaulting. Armor is layers of fear deep. Layers of pain complicated. Could be layers of seasons relentless in your heart this morning. Goliath is inevitable. Goliath looks fueled and prepared for the long haul, regardless of your defense. Third thing that Goliath tells us this morning is that he's a confident champion who seems to embrace adversity with ease. Verse 4, and a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. A champion. The Bible says, listen, this is how people see their fear. It is absolutely the winner. Some of you, it's one in your family for generations. You haven't had a single person stand up to fear. It's been a whole lot of losing, and nobody's been winning. It's the champion. It's got a track record. Maybe he had an announcer in the background. I'm not sure, right? Coming in at 45 and nothing, and no draws. Goliath. It's undefeated. And the problem is that's future tense for you. Your next buddy, you think 45 was funny? Watch 46. And this is what fear tells you, is that it is a champion and you stand no match. You have no chance. Fear, the champion title, it tells us that he's won before. It tells us that he's beat us before. Like life is some sick game and, and we are the trophy. We are the reason he's a champion. We're just the next piece on the mantle of his fireplace. The danger is the champ tells us that we're next. He reminds us of the times that we lost to the champ. Some of you this morning, what you fear is recreating your past. You constantly wonder about that. How do I, am I going to, and the champion says, yep, that's why I'm wearing the belt and you're not. 
The champion says others share our worst fear experience with us. You know, it wasn't just David facing this thing and by himself off like a weirdo in the woods. I want you to understand an entire country was addicted to fear, just like ours is today. The problem like this too is that fear sells. I like to say fear shares. You wanna post something encouraging about your life online? Go ahead, but why would that make anyone click on it? Why don't you degrade your entire life? Why don't you humiliate your spouse online? And talk about how afraid you are. Why, why don't you talk about your illness and your cancer and all these terrible things? You know why you do it? It's because it shares, because everybody else says, yep, I know that champ. It's relatable to us. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Many people, they know and they share and they encourage each other in this weird demise together that fear is the champion. The universe even has a way of weighing in on how bad we will lose. You ever had a bad day before? How about a bad week? How about a bad month? You ever had a, a time where, where you know you go to start the car and the car is dead and you go to jump the car and the jumper cables are missing? Right, And then you go to, to the store and your debit card's gone. And, and it's just like, is the universe itself standing in my way? Sometimes life has a way of, of weighing on us and just showing us how much of a champion it really is. Goliath, the champion, he's won the battle and it hasn't even come true yet. But this is where Goliath says, this is who Goliath is and how he taunts. And I remind you this morning, this is where you sit now. This is where you are at now. Inevitably discouraged and inevitably frustrated. Hopeless as to how the giant looks. But in the midst of all of this, God shows up. And shows us the reality of the paper dragon named fear. I'm going to close with the most encouraging rant I've ever gone on in my life. It's called Unmasking the Dragon. China has this 
tendency recently is, is they love taunting other countries. Anybody seen the news before? And so they taunt Taiwan. Taiwan's like their little stepsister. They just step on whenever they want to feel strong. Right? They, they already took over other countries. China's nothing but a bully. And for many Americans, even the fear is we're going to go to war. An article just came out recently talking about insight from within China. The article was called Unmasking the Dragon. Let me give you some insight on who China is. China is a bunch of first-generation born-bred people who have no desire to fight. In fact, the last Chinese active-duty military member just died. They haven't won a war in who knows how long. They haven't even fought in who knows how long. In fact, the, they say in China, no one wants to go to war because that means all of their businesses would close. Secondly, within the dragon, they say no one wants to go to war because they only have a few sons. Because in China, you only have one kid. And so they say, actually, China is nothing but a little chihuahua yipping at the heels of everybody around. And the problem is people are scared. Let me talk about the dragon for a moment this morning. This name, Goliath. Let me tear the mask off your fear for a moment. Who is this coward, overgrown, uncircumcised, unshowered, TikTok-watching giant called fear, you ask? Let's look at some realities, and I'm not going to pull this out of anywhere but the Word of God, and I want to show you this morning, why are you so afraid? And who do you really stand against? Let's talk about the real dragon this morning. Who is he? Well, fear, the giant, is using nothing but intimidation tactics to get you to quit before the battle even begins. He's nothing but a taunter. He's nothing but a flaunter. He's all show and no actions. He's all bark and no bite. Verse 16, the giant drew near and presented himself daily, 40 times total. The Bible says that this man, for 40 days in a row, walked out in his nastiness and just stood there and tried to mean mug people. Now, I've met bullies before. But one trait of every bully that I've ever met is they always try to act tougher than they are. And then you know what their goal is? It's that you quit before they even have to fight. And here's Goliath, and he's just standing there in his nastiness. I mean, he's, he's just large. He's nothing but a big-headed dummy. And an entire uh, And David says, give me a freaking rock. Someone get my sling. And he walks out. And the Goliath, he, he, the Bible says he was insulted at the prospect of a real fight. You know, your fear is used to you giving in long before you ever fight back. So what year will you fight back? This giant is nothing strong. He's a chihuahua with the brain of a husky. He's weaker than he seems. And he wants no part in you facing him. And let me tell you something else. He wants no part of your God. That's why he loves when you don't come to church. He loves it when it's just you and him and he's bullying you along your couch day in, day out with no hope. He's not in this for a fight, let me tell you that much. The Bible says Goliath actually had likely never been in a real fight. And he had gone around to town after town, to person after person, standing in their way, and they were intimidated and they gave in. Why do you allow yourself to be constantly tormented and intimidated by the giant of fear who is all bark and no bite? You know the solution to this is to someone who flaunts 
to, to something in your mind that just randomly assaults you, intimidates you, the solution is the truth. Verse 36 of our text, this little boy named David, young man, he tells the entire country what he thinks of this giant. He says, this uncircumcised Philistine is no better than a dog or a lion. What's the truth about your fear this morning? It's not as big as it looks. It's not as dark as it. What is the reality and why are you running from it? David's solution to intimidation is he ignores all the tales. He ignores all the fables. He ignores his aunt that calls him once a month to discourage him. He blocked her number. He deleted his Facebook because he didn't want any noise from there. And he says, I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to quit early. It's not going to happen. Period. And Goliath shook in his boots. Fear is nothing but a chihuahua. Secondly, fear is trying to get you to function in a fear of loss only. Forgetting where you're actually headed in life. Verse 9, Goliath, your fear talks. And it says, I, Goliath, will prevail against him and kill him. And then you all are going to be my slaves. And this is what fear does. Listen to me. I have never made a decision in my life out of fear of loss that was a correct one. But I have met person after person, disciple after disciple, couple, man after woman, that nothing they do is except for functioning loss. Oh, what if I did it? And if I don't, I'm going to... And constantly they weigh all the odds, and I've got to get ahead of the loss. Listen to me. God made you to win, so when are you going to stand up and do it? Fear tells you you've already lost, and, and that's all you are is a loser. But David walks in and he says, buddy... I've got a harsh reminder, verse 36, your servant has killed lions and he's killed bears and this two-faced fathead ninny muggin is no different. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Why? He defied the armies of my God. Let me tell you something, your God isn't afraid, so stop representing him wrong. Your God does not live his life, his existence in a fear of what's going to happen. Listen, God knows the truth. God is. And he's got a plan and he's got the power and he's got the resources and he has your intentions at heart. So why is it that every decision you make is based upon what you might lose? God said win. But are we? I go on record and I say this in front of our church. If you are making a decision purely out of fear of loss, I don't think it's God. Why? He's been winning since Genesis 1-1. And I don't think he plans to change that. This is the paper dragon strategy. Like China. It's all about loss, and then we're gonna, and then, and then, so you better make your decision based upon you being afraid of what I'm gonna take from you. And David said, No, buddy, not gonna happen. David ignored the thought of losing all that he had, and he pressed on. Are there any men in this room this morning that you would finally give in to the will of God, that you would submit yourself to God's voice and just say, That is what I will fear, nothing else? Are there women in this room that will put aside their, their fear of abandonment, put aside their past, 
put aside their pain and just trust that what God has for them is so much better than yesterday. David does. Why? He says, God is good. Fear is a chihuahua. Fear is functioning in loss. Let's unmask fear for the third time. Fear is trying to tell you that you're a zero on its radar, that it'll squash you like a bug, but under the mask, it's revealed this was his climax. People don't understand that when you are going through a mental battle, that's all the devil has up his sleeve. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the resources to try to gather together. You know, you want to quote Ephesians 6, 11, I mean, how powerful the devil is. Look at the rest of the stinking Bible and tell me how powerful God is. But people, Christians even, it's, oh my God. And they're weary and they're tormented that the devil, this is only the beginning. Then he's going to kill me. Then he's going to drain my blood. He's going to bury my body. Get over it. That's not in the Bible. Fear. This is the climax right here. This is the crescendo. This is his Super Bowl. And if he can get you to back down, then perfect. And if not, he is done for it. And he knows it. Verse 4, and a champion Goliath called himself. Notice he's talking about himself. Be careful. This is a side note. Anybody that ever tells you how good they are, be careful. Goliath, he's telling everybody how much of a champion he is. But he goes out and he encounters a young man that is tired of looking at his life like he's useless. Like he's just a bug. And he unmasks this nasty giant. And he says, look at me. Verse 36, your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. You know what your fear is? It's not what you think. Much, much less than you think. So much less significant than you think. I love David. He relates essentially this nasty big-headed giant named fear and he just says all you are is a bear and a cat now i don't know if that was so insulting back in those days but I, i'm sure it was if you called me a cat today that might be one of the most insulting things you ever call me and this is david and says, you're nothing but an animal and god already helped me kill those two animals let's do it the Bible says he got his stones. He got his sling. His dad said don't. His king said no way, bad idea. And he said if nobody else was, I'm going to do it. Walks out. You know, when the enemy threatens your present church, you ought to tell him his future. David says you're nothing more than an unkept pig. Count to three with me, Goliath. Lion, bear, pig. Bye-bye. Why do you allow yourself to be constantly tormented and intimidated by a giant that is all bark and no bite? How long will you function in fear of loss and make decisions based upon your own demise? And why do we surrender to a climaxing, uncircumcised Philistine? Tear off the mask. When will we reveal and when will we face our fears?
Sparrowheads. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.